Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning. I hope everyone had a nice weekend. I'm Stephanie Hoff in for Farm Director Pam Yonke for one more day. She'll be back on the airwaves with you tomorrow. Well, it's Monday and the weather won't help that much. It'll be cloudy today with gusty winds this morning from 20 to 30 miles per hour. Highs of around 39 degrees. We're also looking at a roughly 20% chance of mixed precipitation, at least in the Madison area. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us shortly with some more details on what we can expect as we start the work week. Also joining us this morning is the new president of the National Dairy Shrine. She'll give us an update on how they're bringing more students into the organization. Later in the hour, we'll get an update from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin with Farm Director Pam Yonke. But first, Carrie Mess brings us an update from a pickle processing plant. Stay tuned. It's all right here. It's inevitable. If you're involved with farming, there's always a risk for injury or worse. That's why the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance are teaming up to bring a video safety series through the month of October called Rooted in Farm Safety. Each week, a new video will be released focusing on how you can be safer on the farm. Be sure to visit MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook for the full videos. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Van Holten's Pickles in Waterloo, Wisconsin has a long history of innovating how they do business. Bruce Storn, operation manager, shares more about the pickle process and how they work with farmers. From the southern end of the longest barn in Madison, I'm Carrie Mess. Van Holten's originally started down in the Milwaukee area in 1898, and they were a vinegar and mustard company. In 1939, I think it was, they basically invented a pickle in a pouch. It was ahead of its time as far as uh, flexible packaging goes. They moved to Waterloo in the mid-1950s, and we worked out of an old uh, Waterloo canning facility up until October of 2007, and that's when we built our new state-of-the-art facilities here, and a lot of people still look for our old wooden vats along Highway 19 here, and uh, they actually think the company has gone out of business because we moved to the other side of the street. And those vats are where the fermentation magic happens for Van Holtens. We run a fermented pickle operation and what that means is we bring in almost all of our product during the peak harvest months for the Midwest. Product is put into these vats that used to be above ground. We now have the vats in, buried in the ground and uh, there's the vats are 12 feet deep and 8 foot of the tank is underground which helps us not to have to use as much salt in the product. It keeps it from freezing. So all of our brine in the tank farm 
is used year after year. We just have to bring that chemistry back up to the desired rates before we put cucumbers back into it. So we are not running hundreds of thousands of pounds of salt down the drain every year. So we it's a 100% reused brine. Full semi-load goes into each tank. And once the tanks are full, we have to let them sit overnight so that the air settles out of them. And then we can put a, we call the head or the cap on the tank, which is a series of netting and boards. And then we block them boards down so they cannot float up. Then we fill the tank with brine. And then the fermentation process starts. It takes approximately 40 days for the fermentation to be complete in our yard. Some tank yards throughout the United States can actually go as little as two weeks and they have their products fermented out. Ours ferments out a little bit slower. It really sounds just like what the old German grandmas did, but on a much larger scale. Fermentation is, is more of a natural way of preserving products. It's been done way, way, way back into ancient times. Products like sauerkraut are all you know done with the same principle. There's not a lot of chemicals that are involved with it, and it's kind of a natural process. Tell me about who your growers are. Where do your cucumbers come from? I like to source all of our product from Wisconsin, but we have outgrown the Wisconsin market. Cucumbers are grown the same place potatoes are in Wisconsin in the central sands part of the state, 100% irrigated. If you try to grow cucumbers on non-irrigated soil up in, in the central sands area, taking a very, very large risk is to the product getting any yield off the fields at all. We also are receiving product now from Michigan and uh, Indiana and Ohio. Um, there's only three to four growers left in Wisconsin, so it's a very small uh, industry. Our biggest grower grows 4,500 acres. They supply a little over half of our annual purchases. can't think that I've ever drove past a cucumber field, but maybe I did and I didn't even realize it. They're not easy to identify. It is, you know, you have all the foliage on it like a, a potato field or soybeans, you know, or corn or anything like that. It's, it's pretty low to the ground. Years ago, you know, through my uh, years of dealing with cucumber farmers, you used to see a lot of foliage. The growers realized where they're not growing plants, they're growing cucumbers. Nowadays, you can actually see through all of the vines right right down to where most of the cucumbers are laying. They've gotten away from uh, pushing the nitrogen onto the field and growing a plant. They have changed their practices a bit to reduce the foliage and increase the yields. Is that also partially the cucumber breed that they're using? Yeah, there's commercial varieties out there that uh, there's several different seed companies in the marketplace. Parthenocarpic or seedless cucumbers are becoming very prevalent in the industry. We here at Van Holtens personally do not like seedless varieties. They do not ferment well. They work very well in the fresh pack industry where they take the cucumbers basically from the field and put them in their final packaging without the fermentation step. Is there on-farm sorting of sizes? Like would they have contracts with multiple processors for different size cukes? Yes. All of the Wisconsin growers sell to several different customers. We are, I would consider us to be a medium-sized customer. You have smaller operations that are maybe taking a load uh, 40,000, 40 to 50,000 pounds at a time and they don't use near near the volume that that the bigger players in the industry use. We buy a total of 585,000 bushels in a year's time where these smaller producers may only go through 30 to 40,000 bushels in a year. Cucumbers when they're harvested are in, in today's uh, farming techniques. Almost everybody is machine harvesting them so they are taking the cucumbers. It's a one pass operation, uh, unlike people in their gardens where they go out and pick their cucumbers every couple of days and 
and can continue to pick for several weeks. But what our growers do is they are looking for concentrating on the specific sizes that they have contracts for. So we contract for specific sizes. All of our cucumbers are one and five eighths inch in diameter to two inch in diameter. So everything is bought from the farms by diameter. Once we get it into the factory, we sort it down by length. If you were to kind of give me a quick rundown of what a year looks like at Van Holten's. In the winter months, you're doing what? Uh, spring, summer, fall? Yeah, we do process uh, continuous for 12 months. That's the advantage of uh, the fermented stock. Once it is fermented, it stays in the tanks, and we try to turn our inventory over in about every 13 months. We always like to have a carryover from the previous year to last us at least a month into to uh, the new season. It just gives the new stock time to ferment and actually go through a rest phase where um, if you have to use it right immediately after it's been fermented, it's a lot more of a tender product. We ferment everything out um, mid to late summer. So the season traditionally starts here at the plant around the 10th of July and goes all the way through the second week of September. In a six to eight week period of time, we're receiving in all of our stock to fill our tanks and then also our other suppliers are filling the tanks that we are renting at their facilities. We can only tank about half of what our annual usage is so we have stuff tanked at one of our growers in Almond and we also have product tanked in Bowling Green, Ohio and in Central Michigan. Once this product is all fermented it just sits there we have to maintain the salt and pH level on the tanks and we bring them in approximately 100,000 pounds in a day, run it through our process of sizing where we are taking the farm sizes and now we are breaking them down into a length size. So once the product is sized in the factory, it goes into a holding tank of brine where the salt and acid level is just maintained until we're going to run that particular size on our production lines. Then we convey the product over to the production lines where we make our own pouches on the lines. We fill fill the packages. Then the flavor brine goes onto the package and that's when the pickle will actually take on its unique flavor of dill, kosher, hot, sour, and tapatio. Everything prior to that point is just tastes salty. Do all of the Van Holten's pickles just go into pickle in a pouch? About 80% of our product goes into pickle in a pouch. The other 20% is calls or rejects, which we take from the factory and send it back out to our tank farm. And we have a uh, company that buys the relish quality pickles from us. When you say relish pickles, you're not always talking about the relish that you would buy on the store shelf. It is an industrial product used in the meat and salad industry. It used to be that you'd have a pickle on your sandwich or a pickle next to your sandwich, but now pickles are really taking social media by storm. There's TikToks and Instagram videos all over showing different dill pickle recipes or subbing pickles out for bread, for a low-carb diet. There's just lots of talk about pickles these days online. Pickles has stood the test of time. It has proven to be recession-proof. I can't exactly explain why that is, but when the economy really tanked 
in you know 2008, our sales increased. We've showed re- shown record sales for I think it's 18 consecutive years. Van Holtens has blown up on social media, whether it be TikTok or anything like that. So whatever is happening out there is definitely having an effect on on the pickle industry. I'll go back a little bit to when we were talking about uh, other companies that buy from from the same growers that we do. We are all showing increases and we complement each other. So although we might be a direct competitor out on the store shelf, these other companies buy the sizes, some of the sizes that we do not buy here at Van Holtons. We might be competitors, but we make the whole system work very nicely together for the farmer so that they have an outlet for all of their sizes of uh, cucumbers. So you have your little midget dills that some people buy in jars at the, at the grocery store. We do not deal in any of that type of product in some companies do. Our growers primarily are growing most pickles between inch and a half to two and an eighth inch in diameter. So they grow the sizes that are the biggest demands for their customers. We complement our direct competitors. It so makes it a little more sustainable too because yeah, everything's going to a use. It's a small industry. We have to get along with each other no matter if we're trying to steal business from each other or not. <laughs> we, have to, we have to work together for the good of the whole industry. So there you have it, farmers and processors working together to make your lunch even better. From the southern end of the Longest Barn in Madison, I'm Carrie Mess. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to DeKalb, constantly innovating products and technology to maximize crop protection, production, and yields. And from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We are the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time now for your Compure Financial Egg Weather Update with Egg Meteorologist Stu Mock. 
Stu, in just a matter of a half hour, the chance for rain and, well, mixed precipitation snow, at least in my neighborhood, too, has gone up. So what do you have for us for this morning in terms of snow? Well, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I got a comment from uh, my friend John. He asked about the snowflakes. Well, I know I was out looking the window at 2 o'clock this morning. There was nothing. And at 5 o'clock, I probably got a half inch or better on my deck. So in the eastern part of the state here, we've gotten some snow out of this, and it's kind of falling elsewhere. Let's talk about uh, a very cold, very windy day that's going to be in store. All of our temps this morning in the 30s or even an upper 20 here and there aren't going to rise a great deal today. Upper 30s or maybe 40 at best. And that chance of snow or a rain-snow mix holds on in eastern Wisconsin. And we're on a line from Fond du Lac to Beaver Dam to Madison and all points east and south with a freeze warning in effect until 9 a.m. today because of the very cold air that is settling in. This has to do with an upper-level low-pressure system sliding in the central Great Lakes just east of lower Michigan. It's very slowly going to move east in the next day or two. A cool front's dropped into northern Wisconsin and will press further south through the state today. So accounting for that snow in the UP, northern and eastern Wisconsin, rain along the Lake Michigan shore. Lake Michigan keeping that far eastern edge of the state a little more mild, but the one factor we're all going to face will be much colder temperatures. A very windy day today, still quite windy for tomorrow much cooler than normal. There will be moderation. There's good news. Let's look toward Thursday and Friday when temps could actually head back to an above normal level. I'll have forecast details right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance Keeping Wisconsin strong Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. All right, Stu, we talked about the flurries, but what else do we have in store this week? Well, it's the cold air, and of course, our Compere Financial Ag Weather Update featuring that freeze warning. Fond du Lac, Beaver Dam to Madison, all points east and south of those cities under that freeze warning till 9 a.m. And otherwise, mostly cloudy and windy today in the east and south as well, further north. That little mix of snow and rain this morning may change over to some rain for later in the day. 
but light and just nuisance precipitation around upper 30s, maybe a 40 here or there today with northwest winds, good 15 to 30 miles per hour with some gusts up to 35 or near 40 in eastern Wisconsin. Still cloudy tonight, could be a little rain in the east, otherwise becoming partly cloudy elsewhere, back to the upper 20s with the northwest winds 10 to 20, gusting around 30 or better. Mostly sunny, brisk on Tuesday, but uh, I'll say low 40s, low maybe a mid-40 in the west. Northwest winds 10 to 20, still gusting to 30. And even Wednesday, mostly sunny, back in the mid or upper 40s with west winds at 5 to 15. But I do know, Stephanie, by Friday and Saturday, we'll be back in the 60s. So just bundle up for a couple of days. Watch out for that wind. It will get better. Oh, well, good. that's certainly good news. Stu, thanks. Pam Yonke will catch you back here again tomorrow morning. That's your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. You can always learn more at Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. You kind of got to look at it from a Ziegler point of view and a customer point of view and get them into the piece of equipment that's going to benefit their operation. We've really come to trust Ziegler, their support staff, their service trucks. We've had them working on our shop and a tractor till 2 in the morning to get it ready for the next day. When they come on your farm, they're going to stay until they get the job done. Ziegler service allows us to be ready to run whenever we need to, rain or shine. For agriculture equipment, ZieglerAg.com. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You wear the same size, you do the same workout, yet her butt is high and tight. And let's face it, she's smoking hot. While you're just another sweaty Betty, what you don't know is while you're putting in extra time grunting it out at the gym, she's relaxing poolside. And why? Because she comes to Carbon World Health for FDA-approved M-Sculpt treatments. Her butt is a work of art because this technology is state-of-the-art. CarbonWorldHealth.com While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. 
Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one -on -one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Experienced electricians, come join our family-owned team. Here's Ariel. At EverReady, we are his sponsor for the apprenticeship program. I like the small company feel, that family feel. If you have a problem, you can directly go to the owners firsthand. It speaks a lot about their values and how they value their employees. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at EverReadyElectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are EverReady. Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. And so I said to the Packers offensive coordinator last night, I said, Adam, you know, hey, nice job on that, dr that touchdown drive you had, you know, about the third drive where you go down the field and then you've got that, like, triple uh, misdirection and then you lop it to a, a wide-open Mercedes Lewis, right? That's the kind of scheming you expect these Packers under Matt Wolford to come up with. So it's like, where are those plays when you're three and out in the second half? When you've been standing on the sidelines right. for 11 plays and 15 plays, where's that creativity? Because I said, you know, when Joe Philbin got to be the interim head coach in 2018 for like four games, after two or three games, the season was over with, mm -hmm. right? And so, so Philbin was asked, why don't you guys just have some fun? You know, run some wildcat or something. And you know what Philbin said? Why would we ever want to take 12 off the field? <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. There it is. You got to embrace and, the wildcat. Embrace the wildcat. Yeah, and Stenovich is like, well, I don't think you understand. I mean, that that play to Mercedes was designed for designed for the goal line. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. So getting back to the secondary situation, uh, you asked Jerry Gray about, you know. So Rasul Douglas comes in off the street, plays corner when Jair goes down with the long-term injury, the shoulder injury, and 
he's got like three or four picks, and he's, he he ends up getting a contract out of the deal. They came in saying, "All right, now we got Jair back, we got speedy young Eric Stokes on the other corner, so we'll move this tough guy Rasul Douglas into the slot, and we'll give him a contract." Right? They got no picks, so. Jerry Gray, the secondary coach, was asked, maybe you should move Rasul Douglas back to outside at corner. Well, I mean, to me, I think that's one thing that we got to see. If if we if he make plays inside, then he'll be better inside. If he starts making plays outside, we'll put him back outside. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing that we got to do is find out what he's really, really good at and what we're good at for our team, not just for one person. Jerry, I, know, I know what your defense is and what you guys are trying to do. You know, it's how it's run and you play a lot of zone. But how do you be an aggressive defensive back in that system? Well, uh, I know Coach Barry is going to be up here, and he's an architect, and he's a defensive coordinator. So I know you'll get those questions tomorrow, and he'll, he'll answer those. Man. <laughs> that's Joe, man. He passed I'm that out to this. Joe Barry. He's like, no, thank you. That's, that's for Joe. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir, like, then Why man. are you on the podium fielding questions then? And here's the other thing, too. You just gave Rasul Douglas a big contract, and you're still trying to figure out where he's best? What? What's going on? Like, the outside? Like, okay, he made a bunch of plays last year on the outside, so yeah. we're going to give him a big contract move to the inside. Then we're asked why he's not making plays uh, back on the outside. They're like, well, you got to ask the defensive coordinator that. What? It's, what? Not, it's not week six of training camp. It's week six of the regular season. What is season. going on, dude? Joe Barry, that he came in and took these questions, you know, head on and was asked. That, so let's keep this in mind. You got Jair Alexander on the left at corner. You got Eric Stokes at the right corner. You got Rasul in the slot playing the nickelback. And then back there, when everybody's healthy, it's Adrian Amos and uh, Darnell Savage Jr. And when uh, Amos had that concussion, then he brought in this Rudy Ford guy, you know, one of these guys that, you know, Basaccio wanted to bring in. Uh, and he did a pretty good job as a, as a backup safety. So you asked Joe Barry, would you consider moving Rasul Douglas back outside the corner? Love to be able to get to that. And as I've told you guys before, you know, we feel that we have multiple guys that can play the nickel. Job being one of them, uh, Darnell being one of them. Jaws availability just hasn't 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 been there, um, so we've almost been forced to play Rasul inside. But we feel that we have a number of guys that we can stick in there. I think obviously with Sav being able to us be able to move him around, Savage isn't one of our two safeties. In order to move him, um, we have to put someone in at safety. And I think uh, Rudy Ford has 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 proven that he's uh, you know when he did have to go in and play against New England, he's getting more and more comfortable. Um, so obviously the ability to be able to move Darnell around at other positions and be able to put Ford in the game, for example, again, back to availability, just having those guys available to be able to do that's going to help. Did he even answer the question? Well, what he said, what he said, he, was he this, said a though. lot. He said a lot of things. What he, he, he would notice what he said was like, hey, we, we, we kind of like Rudy Ford. Maybe we move Savage and we could put Rudy in there at safety. And, uh, yeah, we'll put uh, Rasul out there at corner. Okay, so if you got Rasul and Jair at corner, uh, what did you just do with Eric Stokes? <laughs> you bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. National Dairy Shrine is an American dairying group founded in the late 1940s, and it's based here in Wisconsin. The shrine promotes the dairy industry and records its history. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, catching up with new president Janet Keller. She and her husband farm in Muscaday, Wisconsin. Janet tells me what's new with the organization, 
but first explains what they do for folks who are not familiar. Yes, National Dairy Shrine has been around for a number of years. It's quite um, one of the foundation organizations in the dairy industry, and it covers um, people from across the industry. We're probably the only nonprofit um, foundation or organization of our kind across the United States. So we have a number of different people on the board of directors that represent different aspects of the dairy industry, including breeders of different breeds of cattle, uh, people in the feed industry, people in the equipment industry, uh, genetics industry, etc. There's kind of a historic aspect to this, too. You kind of want to preserve the dairy industry. Can you tell me what that means? Absolutely. Our mission actually includes the preservation of the history of the dairy industry, as well as honoring uh, current uh, leaders. And some of those leaders um, were either breeders of great herds of cattle or perhaps uh, led global initiatives to help sell genetics worldwide and things like that. But um, we also are very interested in uh, supporting and getting the new generation and next generation into the dairy industry. And that's where most of our efforts lie. Yeah, including a brand new effort having a student on the board. Yes, we we're very excited this year that the board of directors took the uh, initiative to start with um, a student board member and we will be adding a new one from the college level or post-secondary level each of the next three years and they'll rotate after their three-year terms are done. But our hopes are to help um, those people become leaders in the dairy industry at an earlier age and also help to keep them engaged with the National Dairy Shrine. Was that a tricky adjustment in your bylaws to bring on someone young? And what's the sentiment been so far from the industry? Yeah, it wasn't really that difficult, and um, our members have shown great appreciation and excitement for the next generation. The other thing that National Dairy Shrine has done for a number of years is the amount of scholarship support that we give to the industry. Um, this year we gave over $43,000 at our banquet a couple nights ago, and we're very proud of that because those people truly are the people um, that will be leading this organization and other businesses in the, in the future. And then what's the significance of being a board member at college age? How big is your voice? Your, their voice is just as equal as any other adult board member. Um, and we think that that's important because we want them to feel that they are valued and that their perspective on our industry as it continues to evolve at a rapid pace is very important to all of us. And not only that, Janet, but you're also piloting a new program, Growing Dairy Shrine Through Student Chapters. Please uh, elaborate on that for us. Yes, that's right, Stephanie. We, uh, for the first time, decided as a board that we needed more engagement, like I said, at the younger level. And what better place to do it than at their own local college or post-secondary school level. So this year, South Dakota State University has started the pilot program with a new student chapter. They will be doing some of the same types of activities, but on a more regional or local level. So they'll be preserving the, the history of their area and dairy. They'll also be honoring current leaders, and they'll also be inspiring their fellow college and schoolmates. So again, this is a pilot program. What have you seen so far in terms of engagement? It's been really exciting this week because Kelsey Erf, who is a student in that first pilot student chapter program at South Dakota, came and actually gave a presentation not only to the board of directors, but we also had our first student luncheon mixer the other day to tell them about all of these initiatives. And Kelsey also was there representing their new pilot student chapter. As you said, this was in an effort to get more engagement among youth. Does that mean you've seen a decline in interest? Walk me through uh, the trends in Dairy Shrine engagement. 
Yeah, I think um, it's not that there was a decline, but we just felt that that's really where the greatest need was in our industry. And, um, you know, the idea of trying to infuse new energy into our organization the last couple of years and just make sure that we keep those people engaged and wanting to stay in the dairy industry is probably a goal for most companies and organizations and farms these days. And so what better way than for our dairy community organization, the National Dairy Shrine, than to support it through these initiatives? As you said, uh, $43,000 in scholarships. So we know uh, money is certainly one benefit to uh, be active with National Dairy Shrine. What else do students get out of being involved? The other thing that we've seen a huge uh, shift in over time, and it's it's a great opportunity for us to reach a, pe- a group of students and young people that maybe didn't grow up in the industry, didn't necessarily have egg on their radar for a future career, but we're able to help connect them. And the same with the members of our organization the, on the adult side. You don't have to be a dairy farmer. You don't have to work in the dairy industry to be a member of National Dairy Shrine. Janet Keller leads National Dairy Shrine, and she says if you want to learn more, visit dairyshrine.org. We'll take a look at our commodity markets on a Monday morning next. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French-style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. As a proud supporter of the pork industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to producers during National Pork Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious pork products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFen Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. So we've heard of a cheese board, but what about a butter board? The butter board is a new food craze developed with dairy checkoff strategy. Dairy Management Inc. assembled a dairy dream team. This consisted of chefs, foodies, gamers, and lifestyle influencers, and they partnered with regional checkoff teams to find ways dairy can be enjoyed by consumers. The latest result is a TikTok video featuring steps to create a butterboard. It's generated millions of views and has gotten coverage from the country's largest entertainment outlets. You can learn more at MidwestFarmReport.com on our podcast page. And now let's take a look at those dairy markets. On the close Friday, barrel cheese was down nine cents at two twelve and a half. The forty pound block cheese closed at two oh five, down a half a penny, and double A butter was down a penny at three seventeen and a half. The November class three milk contract is down ten cents at twenty thirty one a hundredweight, and December milk is at nineteen sixty five a hundredweight, down a nickel. 
91 meat processors are getting a total of $10 million through the governor's meat and poultry supply chain grants. The money aims to support the growth of Wisconsin's meat processing industry. Each processor got up to $150,000 and they had to match the grant amount. December corn is trading at 687 and a quarter, down two and a half cents. November beans are down four cents at 1379 and three quarters. And December wheat is trading at 870. That's up 10 and a quarter cents. That's a look at your markets on a Monday morning. Stay tuned for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, and always shows up. Just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all-in-the-family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin joining us today. Of course, that group is entirely focused on what's happening with Wisconsin's dairy industry, our cheese consumption, what's going on with all of our dairy products. And it's funded, of course, by the hardworking dairy farm families across the state. Joining us today to give you some insights into what's happening with consumption, especially on our Wisconsin cheese, is Mike Edge. He's the Senior Regional Marketing Director for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, and he's the one that's got a pulse on what's going on with retail and e-commerce sales specifically relative to Wisconsin cheese. Mike, you know, at the outset, you and I were talking about this being the time of the year when Wisconsin really tees up all of our great cheese stories for retail sales as we get closer to the holidays. How's it been going? Give me a little sense of what's been hot and what's not necessarily been real attractive in your marketplace. Well, thanks for having me, Pam. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for teeing it up for me. I I mean, we're really excited. Obviously, it's already October. 
Uh, we're getting ready for the holidays, which is obviously the most relevant time for specialty cheese in retail and e-commerce. And and we've been selling in our, our holiday programs, what we're calling our shopper program, The More the Merrier, which is with, with our, our retail partners around the country is, is something that uh, we're, we're qualifying as an omni-channel shopper program, which what is omni-channel, what is shopper programs, right? It's, it's including as many tactics and strategies you can all bundled into one for our retail partners, which includes, you know, promoting our proudly Wisconsin cheese badge within those retailers print ads, including point of purchase at, at, at consumer at the consumer point of purchase at store level. It's inc- it's including demos and events at store level. It's including the social and digital media opportunities as well as e-commerce, which is a bucket in that, that I'll speak to a little bit uh, further down the line, but coming out of what was a fantastic and, and successful uh, May American cheese month, wonders of Wisconsin shopper program. And through the summer where we've been selling our, our, our holiday, the more the merrier shopper program for the past three, four months now. And, and we're really teed up and ready to go. We have 60 retail partners around the country participating, which qualifies for over 1500 stores nationwide. And, uh, we're really just doing what we do to help, you know, spread the, spread the brand awareness, spread the brand affinity, uh, for proudly Wisconsin cheese, obviously stretching that dollar for our farmers is at the end of the day, getting trial of Wisconsin cheese and more distribution on behalf of our Wisconsin cheese companies that are participating. You know, Mike, let's pause for just a moment. That's a lot of different moving parts that you've got going on. Tell me a little bit about your team. How many people are helping you carry out the more the merrier campaign and all the rest of the supporting uh, stories that go along with it? Sure. Good question. I mean, where do I start? Right. I, we have so much, our branches, both we're, we're channel programs. So my, my, me being the senior regional marketing director, I'm located in the Philadelphia area. I cover everything from Maine to Virginia. I have counterparts and colleagues that are on, on my team under Rich Mendy, our vice president of channel programs in Florida, Texas, Seattle, uh, in the Midwest. There, we have someone, Don, who handles Wisconsin itself and Danny's handling the Midwest. So there's six of us. And we also have Rick, who handles all of our food service. But then there's really the the brains behind it with our with our with our channel programs and Marcom team building the creative assets that we use at retail. Uh, Michelle Trowbridge, who really is our marketing director, hand, who's building those those presentations for us, building those assets to deliver for retail. But also working with our dairy company communications team, led by Kirk and team. Uh, who are who are my counterparts that t- talk directly to the cheese companies, letting them know, hey, this is what's happening at retail uh, with the channel programs team. This is what's happening. Here are new items coming out. So it's a it's a holistic effort, uh, honestly, of our dairy communications team, our channel programs team, our marketing communications team, all coming together to deliver a shopper program like the More the Merrier to execute at retail and at food service. So uh, it's truly a holistic, uh, all in. Uh, organizational push uh, for the holidays. Like I said, it's it's one of our biggest times of the year for for our cheese companies, for our farmers, for our for our team, uh, and we really try to drive that forward. Like I said, we've been we've been selling this program in for about three months now, and we're really excited about the traction we got on a national level. Uh, like I said, 60 retailers, 1,500 plus stores nationwide, ranging from big box retail like Kroger and Albertsons. To smaller influencer accounts, influencer accounts that we we you know fifty stores and under something like Promogenation in downtown Madison to De Bruno Brothers out in Philadelphia with six units to others uh, all over the country. Really, we're in, we're touching forty five states total. 
So it's really a big deal for us to get that that awareness of our Prowley Wisconsin Cheese badge out there. And obviously with that 90-90 rule, which we mentioned, 90% of uh, the Wisconsin cheese uh, of milk made in Wisconsin is made into cheese, and 90% of that is, is shipped outside of the state of Wisconsin. So it's a big deal for us to get in front of our retail partners and execute this, this shopper program on behalf of our cheese companies and our farmers. Mike Edges along with us, if you're just joining us. He's a senior regional marketing director. Like he said, he's out in Philadelphia covering a lot of the East Coast. He's a member of the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin team that's getting ready to help unveil the uh, More the Merrier dairy campaign featuring Wisconsin cheese, Wisconsin dairy products. You know, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, consumer shopping patterns going into the holiday season, Mike. Are you hearing anything from your retailers that our dairy farm families and our Wisconsin cheesemakers should be aware of? Yeah, I think, I mean, trends change. Obviously, there's things that it just, it, it, you basically you have to innovate or die, right? So a lot of things are changing in the sense of what's happening in brick and mortar and what's happening in e-commerce. And we, we try to to delegate those into two separate buckets in the, in the way we go to market and our strategy for such. Uh, at store level, it, coming out of a pandemic, obviously, for the two, past two years, things that are changing at brick and mortar, are, our demos are, are coming back, So especially for the holidays. So a lot of these third-party agencies that run the demos for our retail partners are, are amping back up, and we're able to execute demos at store level for the first time in, a, in a several years. And when you talk about demos for a category like specialty cheese, it's a big deal. If you can get that, uh, that specialty cheese, that cheese, into a consumer's mouth, it truly changes the purchasing pattern they're, they're going to have at store level. So that's a really big deal on what um, myself – uh, executing at retail, working with my cheese companies is bringing them opportunities like demos to execute at store level. Obviously, signage in store. A lot of these retail stores, retail outlets uh, have a clean floor policy. They're they're more more open to utilizing our signage, which means brand awareness, which means brand affinity, which means more purchasing decisions being made around specialty cheese, which is fantastic and and it just amplifies that opportunity, like the more the merrier shopper program that we previously discussed. Now, segueing into e-commerce, which we go to the digital side of things, right? Um, everyone is now has a computer, a PC or a Mac, and they're shopping online for the convenience of it. Uh, e-commerce is obviously it, it shot straight up right through the pandemic, uh, almost doubling uh, in a one year time span. And it went to a $1.8 billion uh, industry or part of the industry of supermarket chain and grocery uh, in 2021. And now it's already at $1.4 billion uh, year to date in t- 2022 with the holidays upcoming. So we're going to surpass that $1.8 most likely from 2021. So it's a big piece of the business that we're looking into and, and executing on. And what I'm bringing to our cheese companies are those digital and e-commerce opportunities. Now, what 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 are those opportunities outside of brick and mortar and store level? It's truly looking for opportunities to get the badge in front of the consumer, the Proudly Wisconsin Cheese Badge, and building what we call digital shelf space. So you you have a shelf space at brick and mortar that you actually shop in person. It's the same when you talk about shelf space on in an online platform. It's going to that Wisconsin cheese landing page uh, and shopping Wisconsin cheese and boosting those sales as best as possible. And the way we getting more eyes on Wisconsin cheese products and Wisconsin dairy products. Again, Mike Edge is along with us. And remember, if you want to find out a little bit more about what they're doing, you can pop on over to wisconsindairy.org, find out how these dairy checkoff dri- dollars are driving sales across the United States. 